Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! And now... Hammer and Nigel go off the rails with Rob Kendall. The noise pollution. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also joining us here to go off the rails. Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. How are you? I'm great. Thanks as always to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. Uh, crime in Indy. Hunter Biden getting a slap on the wrist. All things we'll be covering today. But let's start out with our conversation. Hammer and I had yesterday with journalist Ryan Martin, who writes for State Affairs on stateaffairs.com slash Indiana. It was all about, I don't know if you heard this yesterday, Rob, it was all about uh, lobbyists and how they spend millions of dollars entertaining lawmakers during the session, uh, as Hammer put it, greasing the palms of your favorite uh, legislators. And you know a little something about this. And you said it's even worse than maybe what was described in this article. Yeah, I thought it was a really good piece. I thought it was a really interesting interview you guys did yesterday because I had actually spoke to uh, a pretty high-profile lobbyist in the state house. This has been a couple weeks ago, and he was telling me. He said it is it is getting so out of control now that even I, as a lobbyist, am seeing things happening and the brazen nature in which they are happening. And what he basically said is the reason they are doing this, they being the lawmakers, is. The voters have proven we're not going to stop them. We're voting red no matter what. So what are you going to do if we do it? And it's legal. Sure. Like there's nothing illegal in the state of Indiana for a lobbyist working on behalf of company A or company B to get access to a politician and say, hey, thank you so much for taking the time. Here's a little token of our appreciation. Oh, look at that. It's a Hawaiian dinner cruise. Well, and he said, he goes, I was watching the Pacers game. So this is, you know, several, several, you know, weeks ago, months ago, whatever. And he said, I'm watching the Pacer game. And he goes, I'm seeing on TV, you know, very prominent seats lobbyist politician lobbyist politician lobbyist politician Sitting right there courtside right and you know how they're getting these tickets well what do you think they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart no they want something and they're giving them premium stuff they can't get other places and because well who writes the laws the politicians write the laws they can do whatever they want. Are the lobbyists? I mean, the, uh, the lobbyists kind of has, and, and we mentioned this yesterday during the conversation, has s- sort of a negative connotation to it. Are, are there good lobbyists out there that are are trying to to work for their clients and and get in front of these lawmakers and say, "Hey, here's what we need to do to change the law." You know what I mean? Well, right. I mean, and, uh, because at its core, you are you know a business and you want some law changed. Well, you don't have the expertise or the relationships or the know-how to even know where to begin. Right. So you hire a firm or an individual and you say I need my desired goal is A B and C. And then for a fee that person will go to work on your behalf and try to get you desired result A B and C. And that's fine. If we're talking about, you know, we're having conversations with lawmakers in their cubicles 
or in their offices or, you know, standing outside the state house. That's fine. Or we're going to dinner and everyone's picking up their own tab. No problem with that whatsoever. But when you've got people like we're talking about, you know, the Hawaiian trips or sitting courtside at the Pacers games or in the 50 yard line at the Colts games, that is legalized access buying. I mean, that, that's what that's what that is. And it's not just the candidates. It's candidates' wives. It's candidates' kids. It's all these other folks that are getting these perks as well. And again, I want to point out, this isn't anything new. This has been going on. It's a tale as old as time. Republicans and Democrats, these politicians, if somebody's willing to put a gift in front of them, they're going to take it. One of the things that has gone unnoticed, and I'm really surprised by this, is there has now been an ethics commission formed. And the reason it was formed, I was told by this lobbyist, is because the the lawmakers, Rod and Todd, the Flanders boys, have recognized <laughs> Rod Bray and Todd Houston, the Speaker of the House and the pro tem of the Senate. The behavior from these lawmakers is becoming so brazen. And I'm not just talking about with lobbyists. I'm talking about interactions with staff, all sorts of, you know, sending of pictures, I was told. There's all sorts of things going on. And they said, look, we've got to do something about this. And so they formed, they have now quietly formed this. Really? this ethics commission are they the politicians asking for these things in advance before the lobbyists get together like is it like in blue chips is rod and todd matt nover expecting a new tractor and a suitcase full of cash like in blue chips well i think it's i think it's like anything else i think it's i think it's entered into the equation like let's say you're the politician and i'm the lobbyist hey hammer I'd like to talk to you about this issue involving ethanol. I'm busy. Uh, well, hey, look, if you don't have any plans, I've got tickets to the Colts game Court on side, Thursday night, yeah, you know, yeah. 50-yard yeah. line. So, hey, I really need to talk to you about this. If you want to talk about it another time, that'd be great, too, but we could also just do it there. Make it a sweet and you got my attention. Th- th- that is not that wow. far off from how it works. And so, when wow. I, when you, my point on all this is, and I thought it was just perfect timing that Ryan Martin was on with you guys about that, and again, I thought it was very interesting. When... Uh, I've got lobbyists in the state house who are even looking at this going, wow, this is getting out of control. It's clearly getting out of control because they're in the business of doing it. And by the way, people operate in different buckets. They operate in different standards. There are different budgets. Not all lobbyists are created equal. This is a whole big world that most people aren't aren't uh, aren't really you know knowledgeable about. What did Ryan tell us yesterday during that interview? Hammer only. What was the number? Only like eight legislators have gone on record as saying they don't accept gifts from right. lobbyists. Like eight like, percent of the entire <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Indiana like, General Assembly. Know. Something. Along those lines. Well, and, and look, sometimes it isn't nefarious, and I don't think specifically, it is, you know, it's not specifically if I go to this Colts game with you, I'm going to whatever, but it makes it easier to make your pitch when you've got, in the case, let's say it's a Colts game. Well, you've got the three hours of the game. You've got the 30 minutes leading up to the game where you're sitting there, and they're not just talking about that the entire time. They're weaving in different things. They're shooting the breeze about their colleagues. They're telling sure. war stories, but... If so-and-so is your buddy, well, then you're more apt, not even even if it's not deliberate, like, you know, hey, there's not a briefcase full of cash, but so-and-so is my friend. Well, I'm going to try to do what they want me to do because they've got sway in the statehouse. And I'm not 
mad at the lobbyist. That's his job. Right. The money is coming from another source. Very rarely do these lobbyists spend their own money to fund these Hawaiian vacations. It's coming from whoever that lobbyist is representing. Well, look, here's the deal. You've got most of these people are professional people. They're doctors. They're lawyers. They're making a living. And on top of that, they're making sixty to $75,000. And they just gave themselves, in the case of the House, a million and a half dollars of raises they're about to receive. So you've got people who have plenty of money. If you want to go to a Colts game with a lobbyist, by all means, but pay for it yourself. If you want to go to dinner with a lobbyist or have drinks with a lobbyist, by all means, go and shoot the breeze and talk about public policy. No problem with that. Pay for it yourself. I mean, you have basically legalized access buying that is taking place here because the politicians have written the rules for them to be able to do it. And one of the things, and, and we can move on hammer after this, but one of the things I'd like to find out is if these politicians, these legislators, are paying taxes on these gifts received. Yeah. It's a great, great I, would, and, I would like to find that the, the answer to that. And Ryan Martin hit the nail on the head with this when he told you guys it is very hard to track because the lawmakers yes. don't have to declare it. So you've got to go through the actual lobbying businesses themselves. And sometimes that is like trying to read a foreign language in terms of a read it and know who it is and, and, and learn about it. Rob Kendall with us from the Kendall and Casey show. We're going off the rails. I thought another interesting conversation Nigel and I had this past week was with the prosecutor of Johnson County. His name was Lance Hamner. And it sounds like the donut counties, they're tougher on indie criminals than the indie prosecutors and judges are. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really interesting conversation. And Lance just, I believe, just recently won his election. He was running against an incumbent and defeated the incumbent, if I'm not not mistaken. He left the judge's bench to go back to be a prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. and so what you've got here, and look, Rick Snyder talks about this all the time with you guys, with us, that if you are in a donut county, you are no longer safe. I mean, a guy was just convicted uh, of a murder in in Brownsburg that took place, I believe, in 2022. Well, hell, the story that we led the show off with today was how, like, the headline reads, man busted on weapons charge one year in jail. And you think, you just look at that headline and you think, oh, look at Boss Hawk setting Ryan Mears cracked down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you read the story. It's a convicted felon who shouldn't have a weapon. It was a machine gun. He had stolen stolen guns, stolen phones, fentanyl, all this stuff, resisted law enforcement, is a suspect or a person of interest in an armed robbery where shots were fired and he got one year. Here's here's part one it, damn year. Yeah, I know. And but, and, and look, obvious, obviously Hawks it's horrific, Mears is horrific. We've talked about this. Here's a big part of the problem though, and the 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 donut community sharing the blame of this. They have so irresponsibly grown these donut communities and i'm talking about a house farm on every every corner right where you have given people access to travel and the people to travel to that irresponsible growth has played a big part in the uh in crime increases in these suburban communities so yes while absolutely mirrors is to blame hogs is to blame and it rests with them and their inability to clean indianapolis up the local politicians haven't done themselves any favor by approving high-density housing units like they're going out of style. We did this a little bit earlier on your show. A tradition that we have is whenever there's a major draft, whether it's the NFL, Major League Baseball, whatever, we think about fictional athletes and who would you draft. Yes. So tonight's the NBA draft, Nige. Now, the rules are this. It can't be a professional basketball player playing the role. 
So you can't pick like Michael Jordan and Space Jam. Well, I can't. I can't pick Rick Smiths from Coming to America. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I totally forgot. Remember that scene? In the face. In the face. And that was Rick Smith's. Uh... That was Rick Smith's dunking when he was at Marist. Uh... He gets a royalty for that. Like, he still gets a coming to America check every year. So you're asking me who I'd draft from a fictional movie. I would say, well, I mean, can you, I mean, it's not Hoosiers, Jimmy Chitwood. That is that is that's that a pure shooter. Yes, we'll accept that answer. Okay, because he was not a professional a basketball player. Okay. And here, here's the problem with taking Jimmy Chitwood. And I thought about this after our morning show uh, where we discussed this. Jimmy Chitwood is like when the Pacers had the opportunity opportunity to draft Steve Alford, and they went with Reggie Miller instead. Right. The sentimental pick said Steve Alford. The basketball IQ said you have to take Reggie Miller. He's a markedly better player and will be at the professional level than, than Steve Alford. Hmm. Boyle was the marquee player in the state finals in the movie Hoosiers. <laughs> so if you're going from the movie Hoosiers, Boyle was clearly the best player on the floor. He was a much better defender. And I'm concerned that Jimmy Chitwood <laughs> yeah. can't guard an NBA two. Like, you're going to have to hide him defensively because yeah. he can't match up with, like, Clay Thompson. That's not going to work. My number one choice was from White Men Can't Jump, Sydney, yeah. Wesley Snipes' character. <laughs> I chose him over uh, Woody, Harrelson? Woody Harrelson's character because... <laughs> Because Woody Harrelson's character, much like John Morant, has some off-the-court issues he needs to work out. Now, is Woody Harrelson, uh, Woody Harrelson, is Wesley Snipes the greatest athlete actor in movie history, considering the the, the characters that he played? Oh, Willie Mays Hayes. Willie yeah. Mays Hayes. He was great in The Fan, which is a Robert De Niro movie where he plays a baseball player. A star for the Giants. Yeah. I mean, he, so- he was a football player in the Goldie Hawn movie Wildcats with Woody Harrelson. So he you. has been a great athlete in all three sports in movies. He may be, you know, he may be the big winner. Are we taking anybody from the Flint Tropics, Nige? Are we taking anybody from uh, oh, uh, Jackie Moon, <laughs> the Will Ferrell movie, yeah. semi-pro, uh, Monix? Yeah, again, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty good. Uh, and, what's coming up tomorrow on the Kendall and Casey show? Man, we are going to get into a whole bunch of stuff, including the Washington Post talking about Joe Manchin running for president, which that sounds about as entertaining as dry as watching paint dry <laughs> <laughs> he's off the rails he's rob kendall special thanks to garage doors of indianapolis it's the hammer and nigel show